Are any among you suffering? They should pray. Are any cheerful? They should sing songs of praise. Are any among you sick? They should call for the elders of the church and have them pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise them up, and anyone who has committed sins will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another, so that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. James 5, 13-16 Grace and peace to you. My name is Rachel Raidline Gonya, and I am an elder in the North Alabama Conference. My husband, Ron, is also a pastor, but he is currently on medical leave. Ron was born with some kidney issues that resulted in his having many, many surgeries throughout his life. Healing has been a real-life issue for us, not just a theological discussion. In this podcast, I'd like to share some thoughts with you about healing and prayer. A few years ago, Ron required emergency surgery, and as a result of that surgery, his kidneys failed and he went on dialysis. He was on dialysis for the 11 months prior to his receiving a kidney transplant. On Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, he would go to the dialysis unit. The first time that I took him there, they let me go into the back room where dialysis takes place. It was a large room with 18 chairs, and next to each chair was a dialysis machine. In dialysis, the patient sits in that chair for three or four hours and has all of their blood taken out, filtered through the machine, and put back in seven times. The machine siphons off liquid and returns the blood. Sometimes a patient could lose as much as five to seven pounds. After that first day, though, only patients and staff are allowed into the dialysis room. Many of the patients at the center where Ron went were brought in on stretchers or wheelchairs. In many ways, dialysis is an isolating experience. It's something that only those who have been through it can truly understand or appreciate. In many ways, when we're sick and suffering and in need of healing, we are isolated from others. We find ourselves alone in our pain. This past year has certainly been one filled with isolation. We've done this to protect ourselves and others from disease. But there is an isolation that comes from disease. In Jesus' time, This isolation was probably experienced most by those who had leprosy or other ailments that made them be considered unclean. In our own time, we can see the isolation that those suffering with COVID-19 have experienced. The suffering and isolation caused by disease is not what God intends for any of us. In John's Gospel, Jesus says that he has come to bring us life, abundant life. Abundant life is one filled with God's grace and mercy. In the Gospels, we see clearly that Jesus' ministry included healing. All of the Gospels include stories of healings that are miraculous and amazing. When we read the healing miracles in the Bible, though, 
We often do it through the lens of our 21st century medical knowledge. This can be a hindrance to us from really understanding what's happening in the story. People of Jesus' day didn't have medicine like we do. They didn't have the same biological understandings of disease and illness and mental health. It's easy for us to read back into the story our own modern medical knowledge. And when we do that, we might miss the meaning and message that the gospel writer is trying to convey. When we read the gospels, we see Jesus healing everyone. He heals everyone that comes to him. He doesn't check and see if they're a member of the synagogue. He doesn't even ask them every time if they have faith. But Jesus had mercy on them all. Even as healing was an integral part of Jesus's ministry, what does healing mean in our time? Is healing only the job of medical professionals? As we experience the need for healing today, what does it mean to be healed? And the question that comes often is why isn't everyone healed? The most important thing I believe we can know about healing is that there is a difference between healing and curing. Curing is the physical remedy of our disease. Healing is about the repair that takes place within our soul, the restoration that happens to our sense of well-being and with our relationship to God. Sometimes healing and curing are both possible. But healing is always possible, even when a remedy isn't experienced. All of us can be healed, even when we aren't cured of the disease from which we suffer. We can have healing without a cure. Sometimes there's both, but there can always be healing. Often with healing comes the restoration of a sense of meaning and purpose in our lives. Sometimes in that isolated place when we are ill, we lose our sense of meaning. We lose a sense of purpose. In their book, Leading Causes of Life, Gary Gunderson and Larry Prey talk about health in terms of wellness instead of sickness. Instead of talking about disease and the leading causes of death, they talk about health and wholeness and the leading causes of life. They name five leading causes. One of these is coherence. Coherence is about making sense of life living a life that has meaning. What happens to us is comprehensible. Events are not just random. God's desire for us is healing, a restoration of relationship and meaning in our lives. When we have a sense of purpose, we can survive any illness. Viktor Frankl was a Jewish psychiatrist who survived internment at a concentration camp during the Second World War. Frankel wrote about his experiences in a book entitled Man's Search for Meaning. Frankel says that people can survive suffering if they have a sense of purpose. Often, what is restored to us when we experience healing 
is that we regain a sense of meaning or coherence in our lives. Or perhaps we gain one for the first time. Sometimes healing comes when we find meaning. During that time when Ron was on dialysis, he was at church on World Communion Sunday. During the communion liturgy, he heard me say something about how the chalice was a vessel of grace which held blood. Upon hearing those words, he realized that the dialysis machine was a vessel of grace which held his blood. Because of that machine, he was alive. As a result of that encounter with the Holy Spirit, he began to anoint the machine with a bit of frankincense essential oil before each dialysis session. He would also anoint himself as he sat down in his chair for dialysis. As the days went by, his nurses and other staff members began to ask what he was doing. When he explained that he was blessing and anointing the machine and himself, they began to request a blessing as well. Then other patients started to ask for a blessing. Finally, it became Ron's routine when he entered the room for dialysis. He would go to the chair of each patient and ask them if they would like to receive a blessing and be anointed. Most did. He would anoint their heads and they would often share their prayer concerns for that day. Finding meaning in suffering can be healing. For Ron, healing came before even what might be thought of as a cure. The healing came before the transplant. Healing came first in his transformed way about thinking of dialysis. He found meaning and divine purpose. There are many times in our lives when we need Jesus's touch so that we can be restored. Prayers for healing can include many aspects of our lives. The abundant life that we know through Jesus includes our physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual wellness. When we pray for healing, we are asking for that abundant life to be manifest in our entire life. Whether we are cured of physical ailments or not, God's healing can come to us. I want to ask you a few questions about healing in your own life. What is the healing that you need? Where do you need to feel Jesus's healing touch in your own life? Where do you need to experience liberation from whatever demons keep you from living a full life? What is your sickness, either in body, mind, or spirit? Are you opening yourself up to God's healing touch? Are you doing all that you can to access medical care that you need? But in addition to that, are you making healthy and helpful choices in your life? And are you open to God's healing in your life? Healing that might come in a variety of ways. And finally, how are you offering God's healing ministry to others? For some of you, it, it might be your occupation. You might work in a healing profession in the medical field. But what about those of us that aren't in medicine? 
Are we taking seriously the job of praying for healing for others? We can pray for ourselves and for others, knowing that God hears our prayers for healing. Will you pray with me? Gracious God, who is the great physician, we come to you as people who are in need of your healing touch. We know that you already are aware of the places where we are broken in body and mind and spirit. Our great desire is to be whole people. And so we lift those hurting places to you that your spirit might be at work in us, restoring and recreating us. Mend us as you will, that we might serve you in all our days. And Lord, we lift before you those who we know are in need of healing. Might they be restored to wholeness. May your spirit work within us that we may know the peace that passes all understanding, drawing us ever closer to you and one another. We pray these things in Jesus' name, who knew our pain and healed our hurts. Amen.